remember when we did an entire episode dedicated to the Warriors? 15 minutes of pure up the wars ahead of their last shot to make the preliminary final? Of course, of course I do. Oh, guess what? What? We're doing it again. <gasps> For the All Blacks. Do you remember what happened to the Warriors once you did that special episode? They they did go on to lose. I'm sorry. Uh, are you an All Blacks fan or are you not? Jess, don't bring it up. <laughs> okay, sorry. Forget I said anything. Up the Waz, up the ABs. You know what? Up the long weekend. Kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm Jess. And I'm Imogen. And this is what's worth talking about. Our mate Jeff Wilson has got the pre-match analysis we all need, which is lucky because if he wasn't available, I would have started spouting off some records. And is it time to ditch the rugby rankings? One of Stuff's sports reporters weighs in. We've tracked down an All Blacks super fan who's in France and absolutely live, laugh, loving his way through the competition. All that coming up here in a moment on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. We're heading into a long weekend and the All Blacks are playing in the World Cup semi-final on Saturday morning. You cannot write this stuff. Show me a better public holiday. The ABs are taking on Argentina, a team we come up against often, a team we are ranked higher than, but a team that's also secured some good wins against us. This weekend's result is not at all written in stone. This is a World Cup and upsets are around every corner. But... We will be doing every rain dance known to man because after beating Ireland, I believe we can go all the way. But don't don't take it from me. Let's turn to an actual expert rather than this armchair amateur. Our friend, former All Black and Sky commentator Jeff Wilson, is here once again for some pre-match reckons. How are you? I'm great. Not too bad at all. Yeah, we're wary of getting ahead of ourselves, mm. aren't we? And I think we should be, like you've just said. Uh, the fact that we've just played an opponent that maybe got ahead of themselves and they've ended up having to go home. You know, and that's the harsh reality of playing in a knockout tournament. And I've been through that and, and fallen at the final hurdle and at the semi-final hurdle. And you have to prepare like it is going to be your last game. And we're hearing all the right things out of the All Blacks, as we expect. It's just how much of a toll that game and the effort and the mental strain of going into that game against Ireland, how much edge that has taken off the All Blacks and how quickly can they bounce back. Look, it's Argentina, as you rightly pointed out, in recent times, they've found a way to beat the All Blacks, not just away from home, which was in Australia when they beat the All Blacks, but in New Zealand as well last mm. year. And so, and that was after a massive test match in South Africa two weeks earlier. Coming back to New Zealand, they cooked up a game plan. We weren't quite there in the Christchurch, and Michael Jekka celebrated a famous victory. So, um, look, there's a lot to play for, everything to play for, right? Mm. The ABs have just had six days off to recover from that match against the Irish. How are they doing? Yeah, it's interesting you say that because it's sort of, when you say six days between games, it's the, okay, what is it that they can do and what are they trying to achieve and how much would they normally do in their week? So they lose a day mm. um, in terms of that full normal week they would have. And look, the, the good thing about this is the fact they would be really comfortable with how they're probably going to play the game. It's just making sure that they then do all the steps during the week to get themselves mentally right. They're saying all the right things right now because they themselves want everyone to know that they're not taking this for granted. Mm. Nor should they. They were never going to, you know, they've been in too many tough and hard places. I think in some ways that loss in Christchurch last year is a nice little motivator, a mm. nice little reminder of what Argentina can be capable of. And Argentina are a team who have probably been similar to the All Blacks. Not quite as strong, 
um, through the pool play in the, in the quarterfinal, but didn't start great. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, six weeks later, they're a different team. We'll have a different belief. And I think Michael Checker will, he will have wound them up. Um, he's already wound up himself because he didn't get to Paris when he wanted to. And I will say something on that. Ridiculous for world rugby. Mm. The fact that they knew when the quarterfinals were going to be played. You booked the plane tickets, the train tickets, whatever you needed to get them up from Marseille to get them back to Paris. That's just absurd. That's just poor planning. And it is a little bit unfair because they've now lost a an effective training day. So Los Pumas beat Wales in order to get into this position. What did you see in that game? And, and what does that last game that they played tell you about how they'll approach this weekend? Well, what it showed is that there's plenty of fight because it's sort of you had the feeling as you're watching that game that Wales seemed to be in control. Mm. But the moment the Pumas took control of the game and they got their noses in front, then all of a sudden, like they normally do when they are in that position, is they get that real emotional lift. And they got some really nice impact off their bench. But it was more around remembering that the game was sealed by an intercept pass. You know, that, that was what sealed the game for them. You know, it wasn't comfortable. But Wales did most of the play. Argentina always felt and looked as though they were on their heels for quite a large part of this game. But once they got their nose in front, then you when you're watching it go, and they're not going to lose it now because they've, they've realised that they've taken everything Wales could throw at them. And so that's what I'm probably wary of the most is that if you don't take the game away from them, and, and just to it off, the game we did play this year um, in Mendoza in the Rugby Championship, we got out to the fast start. I think we scored four or five tries really, really quickly. The game was mm. over, done by half time. One of the hardest things in the sport is to back up a great performance with another great performance. That's just really hard because, you know, you've got to get everything right again. I think everyone accepts that they've pretty much got everything right for the Island game, other than considering a couple of yellow cards. That'll be the one mm. thing they'll look at and go, you know what, we have to clean that up because you know, Argentina have got some guys who can kick some goals and accumulate some points. France is out. That was a match and a half, wasn't it? Is our path to the final clearer now? I mean, look, we, we've got Argentina to go through, but it's it's really interesting the other side because you know England and South Africa, both of those teams, you know, it's Clearly, South Africa is a defending world champion. And what they have done, though, is they've just made some really nice, subtle tweaks. And look, I I got myself in trouble before the tournament, you know, um, in regards to I, I felt maybe they had been a little bit one-dimensional. Sure. They've, they've expanded nicely on their game, their selections, their strategy, their tactical substitutions, um, all the things that they did in that um, quarterfinal were really, really impressive. And France really had them in trouble quite a lot, you know. And, mm-hmm. and as you're watching it, you almost got to the point where you almost felt that France was going to get the one play, you know, and, and come over the top of them. They didn't manage to do it. So the Springboks' expectations are that they'll go out and do exactly the same to England, is, is that they'll win some collisions in the air, they'll take their opportunities, um, their set-piece will be really strong, they'll get their impact off their bench, because that's where the game was won. The French reserves just didn't match up pound for pound, uh, strong for strong, that's what I'll say, um, up front. And, and so those strengths ended up playing at the advantage and look we won our test match in the last 20 minutes I mean actually if you look at all the four quarter finals they were all won in the last 20 minutes so mm. if you're looking even if you're looking at the All Blacks and if I'm looking at the Springboks that's probably the one area once again that those two squads have probably got a little bit of an advantage Alright Jeff, any pastries to write home about? So it's interesting the sweetness <laughs> is gone and you know, I've gone. Oh. Well, I've sort of gone back to the just the freshly made croissant that comes out still nice and warm. Yeah. You know, where you sit there and it, <laughs> it is pure butter. 
It is just... Mm, yeah, delicious. Oh, they're mm. amazing. The raw <laughs> croissant is going to be my vice. Back to the pastry roots. It does go well with some scrambled eggs too, to be fair. Let's be honest. <laughs> is it? And whack a bit of bacon in there. Mamma mia. Delicious. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, always a joy to check in and catch up. Former All Black Sky commentator Jeff Wilson, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure, as always. Now remember you can watch all of the Rugby World Cup matches live on Sky Sport 1 and Sky Sport Now and also Stuff is streaming some of the games live and we'll also have delayed streams too. For full coverage, visit Stuff's World Cup hub at stuff.co.nz. Because we're in All Blacks only zone today, we're going to give Visit Cake a week off. Or a week longer in the oven, if you will. Get it? Sorry, tragic. But we do want to know where you'll be watching the game. Is it at the pub? Is it on the couch? Is it not at all? Is it somewhere else? Get in touch. Vote on our Instagram poll. Just search Newsable NZ. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and, of course, everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcasts. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your, your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> now that we're down to the really pointy end of the competition, let's take a moment to reflect on how things have gone. To help us out with a bit of an overview is Stuff's sports reporter, Rob Van Royen. Welcome, Rob, to News of All. Hi there. So let's start with the issue of rankings. Now, the draw for this rugby competition, um, I mean, remind us how the rankings work from this, because it seemed like all the good teams were essentially on one side and the, well, there was a little bit of a lopsided draw, wasn't there? Yeah, that's right. That was the issue with, I mean, the draw was done in 2020, mm. so three years ago, um, and it's done on the world rankings. So when it's done on the world rankings, and now things have changed, right? So you get... The four best teams in the world are on the same um, same side of the draw. So essentially two of the top four were always going to be going home this week at the quarterfinal stage. Um, and now you've got a bit of an anticlimax with the draw, the, the semifinals this week. Um, world Rugby have assured us that they're looking into it and this won't happen for 2027 in Australia. And we can only hope so. Is there a chat about if the rankings are even worth it anymore or how they develop over time and are more up to date? No, I mean, not not in terms of the actual rankings, rankings. I mean, a lot of people do care about them, a lot don't. New Zealand, the All Blacks themselves don't get carried away with where they're ranked in the world. Um, the issue really has been the timing. I mean, why would you draw a World Cup three years in advance, the polls? It's just, I mean, with, with football, for instance, it's done months in advance, so it just makes no sense. Moment to chat about the the refing for this tournament. Um, New Zealand's ref Ben O'Keefe he copped a bit of slack. Well, he actually copped a bit of slack in the Super Rugby final, didn't he? And he's mm. copped slack again. France versus South Africa um, from the quarter stage. Is it just argy bargy, a natural part of the competition? Yeah, it is. I mean, look, referees and and probably in all sports, but especially rugby. And you're right with Ben O'Keefe. We saw it. I mean, the threats he got after that Super Rugby final. There were some contentious calls in that game. Overall, the game flowed though. My complaint 
point with him would be that he coached the players out of a lot of penalties. He probably said no about 50 to 100 times and guys have got their hands on the ball, slowing it down and he's saying no, but you know, half the time they've already slowed it down by the time he's letting them take their hands off it. The big one was the in that South Africa game was the uh, deliberate knock-on, which wasn't called. France believed, look, yellow card, penalty try. But... Look, in every game you could go back and pinpoint a lot of calls and, and Ben O'Keefe himself will have looked back at that. I mean, we after the Super Rugby final, he says he spends hours after each game looking back. And look, he's been awarded a game this week, so um, it's not like uh, World Rugby punished him and said, no, you were you went up to scratch. Well, the organisation of the tourney. Los Pumas had to stay down south in Marseille when they wanted to be back to train in Paris early. There were long queues, people missing kickoffs. How's how's the organisation of the entire thing gone? Did France stuff it up? Well, and another one I'll add to that is the the national anthems. Uh, oh gosh, they were so bad at the start. <laughs> <laughs> the poor children, but oh, yeah, not. Oh, I know. I mean, it sounded dreadful, right? It really did. Um, so that's another one. Um, so there definitely has been some hiccups. By all accounts, speaking to colleagues who are over there, the, especially the queues have been addressed. That there's no issues now with getting into stadiums. So the French are out, the Irish are out. I mean, the English are still in. But when you've got a semi-finals full of Southern Hemisphere teams and you've got a Northern Hemisphere tournament, what are those stadiums going to be like? Come the weekend. Oh, I think they'll still be packed. I mean, they did say straight away they were all going on resale. The tickets. Still a lot of fans over there. There'll still be big demand. Look, there'll still be plenty of punters. Their stadiums will be full. Who's going to win, Argentina or New Zealand? I can't see uh, can't see the Pumas winning there. It's only just over a year ago they came to Christchurch and, and beat the All Blacks. Um, but no, I'm, I'm definitely tipping the All Blacks. Uh, All Blacks South Africa final. Good on you, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Cheers. We've still got an All Blacks mega fan on the ground in France. Just remember to chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform because it'll mean other listeners can find us. And hey, look, the more the merrier. Joining us now is someone who I imagine a lot of us are about to be very jealous of. Sarge Jansen is on a special All Blacks tour and will be at the game on Saturday. Now he's torn himself away from having a good time to have a chat with us. Kia ora Sarge, thanks for being here. Morning, from uh, Ypres. Oh, delightful. If you can put it into words, how much are you looking forward to this game on Saturday against Argentina? It's with the same... Uh, anticipation as last weekend's. It's no means it's done and dusted that we'll get through Argentina. So I have the same butterflies and feeling that we had for Ireland and but I'm quietly confident that we'll get past them. Exactly the spirit we want. France, of course, is a lovely, beautiful country to visit, but is it all about the rugby there at the moment? Is it just everywhere you look, it's in the year? Can you tell us what it's like? Um, well, it's definitely visible. Um, the fan zone down at the Cleopatra's Needle has expanded from two large screens to four large screens. Last weekend with the Irish in town, so you can imagine 50,000 green jerseys running around the place. We went wow. to go and see the Sacre Coeur, took that off the bucket list, and we went up there and you just couldn't move. It was shoulder to shoulder. But all around there's posters saying Coupe de Monde, de Rugby. People are aware of it. And the other good thing is that you wear your All Black supporters gear around the place and the French are stopping you and giving you the thumbs up. And Nouvelle Zealand, All Blacks, bon. Let's go. Oh, that's cool. I know you're travelling around uh, the region at the moment, but were you in France when the French lost to South Africa? 
I was at the game. Oh, how did that go? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Sarge. <laughs> we got to the game and the atmosphere was just as electric as the New Zealand game. However, it turned a little bit hostile mm. uh, near the end when the French supporters realised, mm, we are not going to progress. So, um, but that was okay. We, we got out all right. There's plenty of securities, plenty of cops. and But overall, it's really, really good. The atmosphere is great. Everybody's, it's a typical rugby test match experience, if you, except mm. in New Zealand, we're a mm. lot quieter in the terms of support. Mm. Whereas over here, they're a lot more loud with their songs and singing the national anthems and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, and and are you off to the final? Have you got tickets to the final? Yeah, so we booked the um, All Black Tours quarterfinal package. Yeah. So I won't say how much it cost, uh, but that <laughs> got us, uh, that got us two quarters, both semis, the bronze and the cup final. Oh. You're my favourite and least favourite person right now, Sarge. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers for your time. All right, no problem. Emma, where are you going to be watching this game? Well, we're actually heading away this long weekend to Topor, but more excitingly, my brand new nephew is going to be there. Oh. So I'm going to be watching it on the couch and hopefully with my new beast made in my arms if I can prize him away from proud mum and dad. You can hold him like a rugby ball while watching yeah. the rugby ball. Okay, we'll say cradle. Not, I'm not going to, it's not going to be, not going to be ready to pass. <laughs> actually, two prong question here, Jess. Where are you watching the rugby game? And more importantly, does your daughter have an AB's outfit? I'll address the second one first. Uh, she doesn't, but I mean, the the beautiful thing about toddlers and parents of toddlers will know this is they're not they're not so clever. So you can tell them what they're wearing is an all black outfit. Yeah, oh, oh, look at you and your little all black outfit. Yay! <laughs> um, and then on the watching the game, I know we've just done a whole podcast on this, but um, before I knew the schedule, and I guess we didn't know that the all blacks were going to make it through last week. Where are you going with I booked this? Booked a massage at nine a.m. on Saturday. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'll come out of that feeling very relaxed and hopefully like, oh have a good result when I check my Oh, clothes. my gosh. That is the funniest thing I've heard in a very long time. Wowee. And I had no idea everyone listening that Jess has kept that a very good secret. Uh, well, enjoy your massage. That's news for today, everyone. Have a lovely weekend. Up the OBs. I'm Imogen Wells. I'm Jessica McCarthy, and hey, we'll catch you on Tuesday, because don't forget, it's a long weekend. And don't forget the ABs are playing, or you might book yourself a massage. (laughs) (laughs) If you like this podcast, please support our work. Visit stuff.co.nz slash support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories, or you just prefer to listen instead... The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, Subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.